Welcome to Incubator by Planet Ant Podcasts. My name is Mike McGettigan, executive producer of the network. At Planet Ant, we pride ourselves on exploring new talent and bringing new voices to the stage. So we're bringing that to the world of podcasting. We'll regularly feature six-episode short-run series commissioned exclusively for the Incubator podcast. Some of these might become full-run podcasts of their own, and some might just stay within what we're doing here. Incubator. Stick around. You might like what's next. It's a win-win situation with games and interviews. Every win-win situation is fun for me. Hey, Joe. Hi, Yvonne. Hey, so today with us we have... We've got Lindsay McCaw today. Lindsay McCaw, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Lindsay McCaw, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Just for that, you get one point. Yeah. We (laughs) like your enthusiasm already. Are you ready to um, play some games? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, before we do, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I'm sitting in my um, my workroom in the beautiful east side of Detroit, where I live with uh, a guy named Joel, who's a wonderful human being, and a cat named Carol Ann, who's also a wonderful cat being. And um, I uh, work as a puppeteer sometimes, and um, or I just paint houses for a living and um my favorite food is potluck (laughs) (laughs) well just for that you get one point potluck point see See, you're already winning (laughs) two points in and no demerits whatsoever so far there won't be any because you can't get them well okay what i'm oh no go ahead wait i mean we have a buzzer for him so let's just do that If it were possible to get something wrong, that's, yeah, that's what it would sound like. Yeah, that's the sound that you would hear. But it's, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. And lucky for you, our first game involves cats. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is a game that we love to call Count the Cats. And the purpose of this is that you listen to the sound that we're about to play, and you count how many cats that there are. I mean, we're going to release the cats. Oh, yeah. We're going to release them, and you're going to count them. You ready? Okay. Joe. I don't know which which where the release switch is for the cats. Release the cats. Release the cats. Oh, Here they, they come. Are. Oh my yes. gosh. Oh, they're so cute. Oh my god. There gosh. are many of there's so many it looks like CG. How many how many is, did you see so far? Wow. This is filling the room with six. There are six cats, and that is worth three points. That's a half a point. Actually, it's one point for cat, so we need three more points. There's three more points. That's <laughs> six points for six cats. You've already got – that's eight points, I think, so far. Good job. Good job. Very good job, counting the cats. I can tell that the musician's ear is there to differentiate the instruments and know who's playing an off-key note. In I, ho- I, hope we, I hope we didn't disturb your actual cat that is there. So far, so good. Okay. Didn't confuse him. Great. So, um, what's our next one? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do you get a buzzer if you don't know? Yeah, that's for us. We're we're allowed to get negative points. This is, yeah. 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 This is the part where we like ask you like an actual question about you. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, 
came to know you through Corn Potato String Band and stuff like this. It was maybe five, five, six years ago. But there are so, so many projects, and I know that you were coming from you were coming from Vermont. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there been a progression of projects like uh, from Corn Potato on through the 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 Bablo Islanders? Um, yeah. Well, so I um, I guess what happened is. Um, I met um, a guy who plays pedal steel guitar and moved here from Asheville, North Carolina. I've visited so Asheville. He, yeah, it's nice. He, so when he moved here, I was like, wow, he plays the steel guitar. And I was really excited to like connect him with the music community. And also um, another friend moved here from Johnson City, North or Tennessee. Have not been uh, there. It's in that zone where you can't tell what state it is. But anyways, um, she moved here. She's also a country musician. And with those two people moving here, I was like, we got to have a country band. Yeah. It was actually yeah. their idea. The two people that moved here had the idea. Anyways, so uh, then we got to form a country band with, with them. And that was cool. Um, and that was called the Velvet Boys. And that's something I should have mentioned. But um, we're kind of on hiatus now. But I'm going to wake us up out of hiatus right away because now we're all vaccinated and we can like do stuff yeah oh that but sounds that'll great happen it's there's two lady singers um who i'm one of them um and grace uh van toff is the other one and then we have a kind of cast of characters playing um instruments that um uh, we got pedal steel and fiddle and uh telecaster and drums and bass so this is the new incarnation of of a band then that's the velvet boy so that came after the corn potato band because um oh it was kind of a um the corn potato band went on a little bit of a hiatus because one of the members had a young kid and Mm -hmm. and, you know sure sure and how about then after that um now that i'm um uh living with joel and he's playing the steel guitar and we um, share a love of steel guitars. He got a Hawaiian guitar, a really nice old 1929 um, National Resonator Hawaiian guitar. And so we spent the whole pandemic learning songs for the Hawaiian guitar, which is not necessarily Hawaiian music. It's uh, 20s and 30s pop music that got played on the Hawaiian guitar by well, this people from this all over the world, really. Maybe a silly question, but what... what- what identifies a Hawaiian guitar? What's it, how is it different from a guitar, regular guitar? Well, um, it's played uh, it's played on your lap, and the the strings are raised up, so you're not actually um, fretting the strings with your fingers. You use a steel bar, and so it's sort of like if you think of um, the the Hawaiian guitar was the first the Hawaiian guitar and the dobro are and you play them on your lap and they're acoustic. Um, was the first iteration of that. And then they added the resonator to it, made it a little louder. And then they turned that into a lap steel, um, which is the electrified version of it mm-hmm. that a lot of people played more in the 40s and 50s. And then that became the pedal steel, which is the one that has all the pedals that actually bends the strings with pedals. And you hear that in all that country music from the... So so, the, so this version of the Hawaiian guitar from the 1920s that you're talking about is a, is a uh, precursor and like an ancestor yeah. of the modern steel steel guitar. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I, you know, I'll show you one sometime. But they look really cool. It's funny because I was watching some TV show um, recently and I noticed that like there was one hanging on the wall in these people's house in the TV show. And I was like, what? Why, why, are, you, why are you using <laughs> it as a decoration? <laughs> I know. 
it was, my, my grandmother had some musical instruments on the wall like that because nobody played them and she just thought they looked cool. So boop, there it is. Or sim- it does look really cool. Yeah. Similarly, when, when they have like a, a loom in the home just as a decorative piece, I actually have a friend whose mother actually uses her loom. And I walked in one day and I was like, oh, that's a nice decorative piece. She's like, no, no, I use it. Mm-hmm. So it was exciting to hear that. But um, so we do have some of your music here and love to take a listen to. And one of your bands is called the Bablo Islanders. Is that mm-hmm. still a thing that's happening? Yes, it is. Uh, maybe we'll get a gig someday. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, why, don't, why don't we play this, uh, uh, this song, which is called Are You Having Any Fun? And then we can talk oh, about yeah. it afterwards. Let's, let's check it out.
fun. That was you on, on vocals there, right? Yeah. It's a great, great song. So why did you guys decide to do that song? Um, it's, um, it's a classic. I, I got it off some friends of mine who, um, our friend Ukulele Eck from Portland, Maine used to play that one. I kind of lifted it off of his repertoire, but, um, yeah, it's an old song from 1939, but there's a bunch of, uh, uh, more recent versions and we kind of used the, um, uh, there's the Regis Philbin version. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that song, Enjoy Yourself. You know, enjoy it's yourself. Late. Yeah, that's it's later than you think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There are several versions of that, actually. And a, a little bit of the uh, of the chicken dance uh, as well. Mm-hmm. It definitely yeah. has a, it have a little that polka dun, 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 vibe. Dun, 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 but it doesn't repeat it. That might have been a layer that we added, and I want to say the chicken dance is so deeply ingrained into my brain that it comes out in all kinds of ways when I least expect it. <laughs> you, 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 you can't uh, hide the chicken dance. Well, we want to yeah. we wanna, we wanna continue having a little fun, so we're going to blow stuff up. I mean, well, you are. So uh, we want you to press... Uh, one of these buttons here. We have a yellow button. We have a red button. And we have a blue button. So, which one would you like to press? Yellow. Okay. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I think that was just a pile of mold. That button just totally yeah, squished. No, shoot. I mean, we have a lot of technical difficulties it on did, this show. It did destroy he, something, though. It did destroy the button that was pressed itself. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. Um, well, you could just sounds like you could kill a bug that way. Yeah. Yeah, true. Well, why don't you choose another button? Oh, uh, blue. <gasps> that was some that was definitely something. You blew up the Sphinx. That, it is now completely gone. That sound came all the way from Egypt. Sound travels really fast on this show. Yeah. Well, isn't there just another Sphinx underneath that Sphinx? Yeah, another one's popped up. It's like a tissue box. Like another one just pops up when the top one goes away. Let me give you a point for that at least. Uh huh. Yeah. One point for destroying one of the wonders of the world. Is that one of the wonders? I think it's one of the wonders. I don't know. You know what? I'm in wonder. I think the world is so wonderful. What's one of your favorite wonders of the world? If you can open up that that idea to just anything in this world. Oh, um, let's see. I think that, uh, that's a good question. Um, well, uh, one of the, well, there's that giant mushroom that it's like, um, uh, under Michigan, like miles and miles, hundreds of miles long. So I'm not going to be able to say yeah. anything specific about it. I just know that, um, uh, there's, yeah, there's like a, a little mushroom guy. I mean, his, their little fruits pop up in a big, do you, you know about that? You're, ta- you're talking about the, yeah, you're talking about the mushroom that's under Michigan, and it's like one of the largest living organisms on Earth. You know about this? That is pretty amazing. Yeah. That's I, all I know about it. I too, wonder so. why <laughs> in school they only teach us of seven wonders. I think what they're trying to do there is that they're just like scratching the surface and trying to tell you the world is really big. Here are these seven wonders. Get Check these here's, off your here's list. Here's just seven. Just this will good. wet your hunger. Yeah. Yeah. You well, got seven wonders are, you know, they're dated. It's a list that somebody came up with like more than a hundred years ago, I think. Yeah. Well, it was the wonders of the ancient world, sure some of which are just dis- dis- destroyed. Like the, I can't remember any of them because my classical education is lacking. I don't think that the, the, um, that the uh, 
great what is it the, the pyramids the of Giza? Colossus of Rhodes? Does that yes, <laughs> Colossus of Rhodes. Yeah, that was one of them. Is the Leaning Tower of Pisa one of them? No, nah, it's too oh, the, new. The Hanging Gardens in Babylon. That's the yeah. The See, they're there anymore. Yeah, and but, uh, there's something like the, the wow. Halicarnassus. The you just named okay. We're getting many points for that because Whoa! I'm naming. Yeah, there we go. Good job. You don't man. have to name all seven even, but you can keep going. I don't know. Just just. That's worth a lot of points right there. Oh, and the for that for that one. mushroom thing pyramids. alone. And two more for the mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Yeah. Now, more people should know about that. It's pretty wonderful. We're talking wonderful. Yeah, there's something in Ephesus, too. I don't know what that was. This, I don't know. I think I might be out of wonders, but... <laughs> But we're we're not out of buttons. We have one last button for you to press. Oh yeah, what's this what's oh. this button do? Uh, I don't know. Red button. Red button. Whoa! 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 Whoa. Ah. That was four explosions. We're so glad you just blew up a bomb factory. Yay! Hey! Now we all get to live in peace forever. That's right. Two points for world peace. One more point for world peace. Yay. There we go. We've destroyed all the weapons. No one can harm each other anymore. That's right. That that is worth it for doing a little mini series of a of a podcast like this. To have a podcast that brings about world peace in the manner that you have, I can only express gratitude. Thank you so much. We're one step closer. But how would you, if you could, bring about world peace? How would you do it? Oh well, let's see. Um, I would, uh, I would, um, have a nice potluck. Yeah. And, Mm. um, I would, uh, make something really good. Food does bring people together. Now, when you're having a potluck and, uh, people bring stuff and, and so on, and then you have the people who, uh, don't cook or whatever their excuse might be, and they bring uh, let's not say nothing. Let's just say they bring a bottle of wine, but then all these people don't cook, and then you have like six, seven bottles of wine and no food. Is this a problem or is this a feature? I think that it's. Um, I think it's a feature, but you know, I'm a firm believer in the artistic process. So there's like some amount of never knowing what you're gonna get, and then being delighted when something goes weird. Yeah, Avon's brought like star-shaped hors d'oeuvres that she spent all day like cutting into. And stacking into and spearing with a tirelessly, yeah, all day. But they uh, kind of dried up by the time I got to the party, <laughs> so you know I didn't account for that. But you know, in life, you just gotta try some things, you know. Oh, I I have had some food disasters. Oh, here's music. Oh, do you hear that music? I I hear some music. Oh, that must mean that our friend is is uh, coming by. Usually before he comes in. Really low-key lounge music turns on. Hello there. This is Tony, and I am here for 20 Questions with Tony Questions. Oh, Tony, it's so good to see you again. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the hug. I appreciate that we both are double vaccinated and can hug once more. It feels good to hug again. I got to admit it. Um, But, you know, Lindsay, I hope that you're you're ready for for Tony because he he loves coming by and asking our contestants questions. That's right. Hi, Tony. Hello. I am glad to meet your acquaintance today. And I have many questions that are very tiny on this screen and that once I zoom in, I will be able to read the questions. 
<laughs> I love your mustache, Tony. Thank you. I've been growing this out for the last eight months, and I've been using a combination of, uh, well, it's kind of like shea butter, and I just just cram it in there, and it uh, comes out looking like this. And the parts that spike up on either side of my nose are supposed to be like Salvador Dali. Oh, Tony, if there could be perfection, it would be you. But it's much thicker than, than the Salvador Dali's. What, the perfection? Yes, the perfection <laughs> is very thick in me. <laughs> All right, Tony. We re go go do your thing. You you know you got it. Okay, I don't I will see it in just a minute. Okay, here are the here are Tony questions with Tony questions with Tony questions. <laughs> Maine or Vermont? Uh, oh fuck, Vermont. Vermont, that's one point. Bablo Island or Bell Island? Bell Island. Bell Island, that's 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 a good point too. Hey. Uh, oranges or apples? This is apples. a tough. Th no, that's a tough one. I I don't know. What what? You said we couldn't get any wrong ones. All right. I'm sorry, but but out, Joe. This is Tony's that, time. That's a serious question. You can't just you can't just say apples. Oh. Okay, fine. Fine, you can say apples. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. Just kidding. Apple or Samsung? Oh, oh God. Um, I'll pick Samsung. Samsung or Samsara? Oh, uh, Samsara. Samsara. The, Samsara is the state of uh, continuing to exist as you're being reincarnated, and through enlightenment, you're supposed to not be reincarnated again and escape the cycle of birth, death, and suffering. Oh, Tony, you're so smart. Yes, and it's much better than Samsung. I agree. Uh... Sorry or thank you? Thank you. You or me? You. Memes or mimes? Mimes. Mimes or mines? Uh, I'll take mimes again. Mines twice in a row for mines. Let's hear it from mines. Two more points for mimes. They get points because they're always out there getting made fun of. They're not out there. You don't see them. I need, we need more of them. We need some mimes in downtown Detroit. Two points for the next person who's a mime in downtown Detroit. I haven't seen any. Tony, we need more questions. Oh, sorry. I got distracted by fantasizing about mimes in downtown Detroit. Uh, I, I don't blame you, actually. Uh, uh, simple mimes or simply red? Ooh, simply red. Red or black? Oh, wait a second. Let me give you a point. Oh, simply red. Simply red. Um, I'll take red again. Red over black. Correct. Primary colors or secondary colors? Primary, primary, primary. Primary colors. The primary colors of pigment, uh, bonus question w would be what? The What are the primary colors of Ooh, pigment? bonus question. Yellow and blue. You got it. That's right. Artistic education is important for all. Okay. Let's see, I lost my place. Uh, what's this one say that says... Oh, that's raking or baking? Oh, raking or baking. Oh, I'll take baking. Baking. Food is delicious. Baking for one to point. Eat. Uh, Bakelite or polystyrene? Bakelite. Yeah, retro. Uh, Pollyanna or Polly Pockets? Pollyanna. Hot Pockets or Pop-Tarts? Oh, Pop-Tarts. 
Pop-Tarts is correct. Hey. That is the end of all of my questions. Uh, my questions have been satisfied, and I am pleased by the results. Hey, Tony, you know, thanks thanks for stopping by. You're welcome. I'm going to get on my Vespa and go home, and I'm going to uh, repair the shingles it's on a, my roof. Well, don't don't forget to come stop by again next time. Okay? I abs- we'll we'll give you a call, will. and we'll let you know. All right, and I'll get that piano tuned right away, too. Thanks, Tony. All right, bye-bye. Joe, that was so nice of Tony to stop by like that. Yeah, it's uh, he's kind of bossy sometimes. I think I should be able to peep he up is. during the thing, but oh well. And I, I'm right. sorry, I'm just really all about oranges. It's just like you know, I get a little, I get a little sensitive about that topic. But I can be sensitive about oranges sometimes. I, I understand, too. Um, although you know, Michigan has got its apples situation. Pretty good ones too. Yeah, nuts to Washington. We've we've got our mm-hmm. own apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, um, so you know what? What of Tony's questions really uh, kind of like? Which one of the questions would you really like to expand on a little bit more? Uh, let's see. Um, well, the primary colors. Um, interesting, you asked because I actually have a strong preference for the primary colors mm. over the secondary colors. Not an arbitrary um, question. It seems arbitrary, but for someone like me, it's a real big deal. I actually hate purple. Ooh. Just hate it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I really don't like orange very much. And then green I really like. Um, but but it's just those secondary colors. Uh, you know, there's certain things that purple, you know, you need them for, and you can it's, – it's there. And it's not a color that I don't use, but uh, at some point I realized that I found it distasteful. I think that uh, green green sometimes can be the very perfect color for something, and it can also be the color that ruins everything, and, and mm-hmm. that's the nature of mm-hmm. green. And purple, I think on a previous show, uh, Yvonne said that her favorite color was sunshine yellow. Oh, mm-hmm. always is, yeah. And that no reason is needed to like sunshine yellow, the primary color. Just makes you happy. I love that color, too. Ah, yeah, sunshine yellow is pretty... You know, it's made me come around to it because I said at that time that my favorite color was was sort of like a purplish magenta, which is a, a little off to the side of the purple that you're talking about. But I think I only like that color because of recent trends in LED lighting technology. And if it weren't mm. for that, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be there. Well, and like if somebody produces something that's like velvet and has like a purplish or magenta hue, I'm like into it. You know, there's certain things that can be purple, but then there's just a lot of things that I find purple's not the right color for well you work a lot with uh with your hands you you do you make puppets as well as um working Mm -hmm. with them that's yeah well that's really what i have been doing lately is being a a builder of puppets but i have other projects where i get to actually waggle them nice Uh, hopefully more of that coming up what's the biggest puppet you've ever made well, I made a 115-foot-long sea serpent for a parade in Wisconsin one time. Wow. I, have made, I haven't made a 15-foot puppet, much less a 115-foot puppet. That's pretty amazing. Well, there's still time. I, there have, is a, still time. I have a couple of puppet maker friends in New York City that I think you would, you would adore. Uh, All uh, the puppet people already know each other. Yeah, I bet. Maybe you already <laughs> do. His name is Ronnie. Mm. And uh, you know, I'll look the, for him. there's a lot of Ronnies in this world, but he's. When we all get together for the cocktail hour that all the puppeteers come to, that's secret from everyone else. I'll say hi to him for <laughs> okay. you. Okay. How long do you have to be a puppeteer <laughs> before you get into the secret, the secret party? 
I can't tell you. Otherwise, oh. everyone would do it. Well, how, how, how long have you been working with the... Uh, how long have you been doing uh, stuff with puppets? Well, you know, I got sucked into it when I was in college. So that's um, been... Oh, geez. It's almost 20 years. 19 years. Is that right? I can't even do math anymore. But, yeah. I'm like that. <laughs> is it is it is my uh, is my uh, assessment anywhere near? Because when I whenever I, this is Detroit, which can be like a small town sometimes. So like whenever I talk mm-hmm. to anyone who does puppets, they already know everybody else who does puppets. But including people that have toured here, like I know that you've been acquainted with uh, bread bread and puppets. Is that bread and puppets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just there uh, to well, um, I got back on the first of May. Um, I was just there for a week and a half working on a show. Um, that was about the history of laughter. Oh, cool. Was that, wait, was that, was that Maine or Vermont? That's in Vermont. In Vermont. Okay. The history mm-hmm. of laughter. When was yeah. the first laugh? Did you find out? Well, we, uh, we, 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 um, did a little, um, Contestoria, which is like a picture, a picture show that's like illustrated. Um, is that what you call uh, the cranky show? Yeah. It's kind of like that only it doesn't move. It's okay. just a big banner. But okay. uh, we did a contestoria based on um, a scroll from the third century that attributed the creation of the world to divine laughter. That came from a Russian theorist's uh, critique of Rabelais, um, who was a medieval writer who wrote a lot about carnival. And he wrote a lot of uh, his his stories involved like a lot of like low... Um, uh, what's the I shouldn't say lo- lower class banter and um, profanity and just like you know drinking and cussing and his and and um and re- uh, this Russian theorist was talking about how laughter served this important purpose in liberating people temporarily during the carnival season in, in the medieval times. Very interesting. <laughs> so so they did something. Um, uh- vulgar enough during carnival that it made god laugh and that resulted in everything well the third century scroll came before that but like you said yeah the the vulgarity and and making each other laugh and having a chance to laugh um in in it um and having a moment to break the seriousness of medieval culture which was very like there's a lot of religiousness and seriousness Speaking of breaking the seriousness. <laughs> I don't know. I feel very serious now learning about this history. It is really cool, actually. I don't <laughs> no, even no, really want to break the seriousness. Is yeah. there anywhere that any anyone can go to to find out more about the stuff that you do with the Bread and Puppets people? Um, well, Bread and Puppets on the internet now. I mean, they are... Yeah. They've been around um, for a long time. An old theater yeah. run by old people and young people, <laughs> but they're on the internet now. Yeah. Get on um, the internet, so kids. Can, you can look them up. They were twice in the last year and a half, whatever, twice in the last. Well, so what I should say is they were going to come mm-hmm. in May of 2020 and that got canceled. Then they were trying again mm-hmm. for May of 2021. That also got canceled. To so Detroit? They're holding out. Yes. Uh, oh, to cool. do a performance here. I, I saw them outdoors. So it is it is possible to, to uh, be have a distant audience for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they're the hoping for. I think the Detroit uh, probably we would have been able to accommodate them, but they canceled their tour because they were having trouble with lots of the venues. Um, not, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. It's, it's really nobody's fault. It's like the changing uh, situation that we've been in. Yeah. 
Do you do you feel like you've struck a balance between your various artistic pursuits you know, with with different bands and puppet shows and and sort of the historical perspective on these things and all of that? <laughs> oh, I'd love to say that that's true, but no, uh, it's always um, always feeling like you're never quite doing enough, and then also feeling like you're doing too much. Yeah, that's that's artistry in the United States, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, very yeah, well. I think we all know that feeling. <laughs> I'm the girl with seven radio shows. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is it up to seven? I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, if uh, one, two, three, just four. Only four. Just four. Only four. Yeah. Um, but I'll take more. I, there's real. there's a fifth on the way. Yeah. I know. Congratulations. You Congratulations. Know, a fifth on the way. Congratulations. <laughs> Can't stop. Don't get paid for any of them. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. I see your um your workshop basically in the back there. I see a lot of stuff going on. What what can you tell us about that? Well, um really all the puppeteer has that separates one who makes puppets from someone else is a pile of crap in their house. So, <laughs> I have the requisite pile of crap and that's what it looks like. It's a shelves of various crap. Since since this is audio only, could you describe what a puppet, the, what it would look like when you make when you make something? Is it uh, what's it fabricated out of? How like yeah, like the, how uh, do you start? Like what's yeah. a method that you use? Well, you know, there's so many different kinds, and like I, you know, started out doing street theater and satire, and um, my the style of puppetry I most um, uh, uh, find interesting is like the old punch and judy shows yeah which is different than um and a lot of a lot of the styles you might think of first um i've never made a uh, muppet style puppet uh (laughs) so i don't even know really how to make them but um uh i use paper mache a lot Uh um i love paper mache we need we need to hang oh well you know we should make paper mache uh, outfits I've I've uh, I've made some pretty interesting paper mache things, um, and uh, uh, yeah, a lot of cardboard and paper mache. But then I've also been I also use a lot of fabric, and lately I've been um, taking old couch cushions and cutting them up, um, and I made some puppets recently with foam, um, which is pretty awesome. And but- so just whatever you know. Um, yeah, I don't make marionettes and I don't make Muppets. So you'll have to talk to someone else if you want to know how those things are made. What? I was made. promised marionettes and Muppets. Right, we're done. We're getting out of here. Actually, <laughs> we would like to um, go to another place. Oh, that's where well, are we going? We've been, we've been sitting around, you know, chatting. It's been really nice, but maybe we should take you to our obstacle course. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so... What we have, what we have here is. I know you've been training for this uh, since since we scheduled uh, this performance, and I can see you're in proper athletic attire as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we're ready to go. Um, the The purpose uh, of of this obstacle course is you're going to um, run through Hades and bring back an orchid. Yes, to heaven. Um, to to to, ha- to heaven. Or yeah. or there's the option too of turning water into wine. Well, I mean, there are multiple ways you yeah. can get out of it if you discover yeah. a riddle during the thing. But mainly, the main thing is you got to grab this thing and come out and come out yeah. of there. So victorious. Um, and uh, uh, are you ready? 
Because yeah. uh, we... I've been carrying plants around a lot, so... Good. That's, that's great. You'll hear a three-stage uh, a, a thing and then a buzzer. A three-stage thing and then a buzzer. Mm. Okay. And then you're off to the races to take the orchid out of Hades. Oh, Got your game face on. I can see it. Oh, there it is. There's the buzzer. And she's off running already. Very good. Very good. A lot of the uh, uh, damned souls are screaming her on along the sides because they, they want to uh, actually see someone get, get out. Um, so There's she's hope. Good. There's hope. And Go she's keeping me. up a good, a good pace there. Yeah. Very good. Oh, and she has uh, started running through the field of broken glass, and uh, she's doing pretty well because she's got some long boots on. Are and you okay? You need a Band-Aid? Uh, nothing I can't take. <laughs> yeah, that's the spirit. That's the spirit. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, and she, look at her scale that ladder. My goodness. And she's already up onto, onto the burning cinders. Uh, of Mount Doom here, and there, and right in the center there. If you go right in there, the orchid is in the center. Just go around the. Go, oh, and she's already got it. She's already got it, and got she's it. out. Wait, where's where's this? I this think is, it's heaven. I think you might have just through that door. She's already there, and she's running with the orchid. So, hey, she's delivered the heaven, the the heaven. She's delivered the orchid to the Almighty, and the Almighty has set off some fireworks. That is that you, is. You got nice. you got in good with the Almighty. I'm, I'm really glad uh, I made it. I wasn't sure what was going to happen there for a second. You get one, one point. There were echoes there for extra excitement. You, you're in good. You're in good with those guys up there. It's hard to believe, there. but now that I'm here, I, I, I love it. These fireworks are for you. Yeah. Now, I, I, I didn't quite know the difference between Hell and Hades, but it seemed like it was pretty much just, just well, like, like, like Royal Oak and Berkeley. Yeah, there's a lot of crossover. You know? yeah. It's pretty much the same thing, you know, just a place mm-hmm. with an address you know, and coordinates. Yeah. Oak, you know. Park. Yeah. Oak Park. Oak Park. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter what you call it. So, um, so yeah, you've won. Have you ever, have you ever like, won anything in your life, like any awards or anything that you were like, whoa, crazy? Um, I did win the gong show in Viroqua, Wisconsin, uh, two years in a row with my ventriloquist routine. Wow, that's cool. Tell us more about your ventriloquist routine. Um, well, I uh, at some point I decided that it would be funny to see what ventriloquism was all about. And um, we were trying to put together kind of an old-timey show. So I thought, oh, we've got to have a ventriloquist. And I'm like... I guess it's me, you know. So I Is there a ventriloquist in the house? Uh, I'm a ventriloquist. Well, I was like, I'm not yet, but give me a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, That's the job market, right? That's the spirit. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. went to a ventriloquist conference in Kentucky, which is the largest secular ventriloquist conference <laughs> in the U.S. I love the qualifiers. And it was really something. I mean, just a lot of old white people doing What's weird the- stuff. How much bigger is the non-secular conference? Well, I don't actually know, but I do know that those things exist. So yeah. that's, that's real. Um, and uh, so I'm, and then I came home and I made a dummy. And then I've had this dummy and I've done shows. Does your dummy have a name? Yeah, Hazel. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Hazel, wherever you are. She's uh, in a box over there. <laughs> Can she throw her voice? Well, um, really, it's the ventriloquist that throws their voice. Oh, I thought that was the dummy talking. I guess the whichever ventriloquist I saw really had me fooled. 
Yeah. Ventriloquists kind of lie. Did you notice that? They, they kind of like deceive people yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Well, it's no different than the mimes that you've talked so uh, oh, yeah, that's excitedly true. about. Yeah. That's true. I guess I like liars sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we like being lied to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any I lies to tell us? Yeah, yeah, tell us some lies. Tell us some good lies. Here, we'll give you some nice music. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, did you hear there was a, it was so windy the other day that a chicken laid the same egg seven times. Wow. What? Really? Yeah. That's. I believe her. I believe you. I believe you. That sounds true. You said it was true, and I think it's true, too. Mm-hmm. Because why would you lie to us? Because you're our friend. Yeah, why would you well, lie to us? Because we, t- wait, we yeah. just told her to. Oh, wait, we did really tell her to. Hey, we told you to lie to us. Yeah, and good, you lied to us. That's a good lie. You get a point both times for that. Both for doing it and then our realization about what you did. You've acquired a lot of points so far. Yeah, uh, by my total here, it is 78,114 wow. so far. That's more than most people. I know it doesn't sound like that when you hear one and two and three at a time, but they add up. Yeah, and we also have like a system where we kind of, you know, like add on a couple of points depending on, you know, what we actually thought of the answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That could be mm-hmm. in the thousands of points. Well, I don't know what games we got left. What games we got left over here? Well, we've got one more on the plate and, uh, you know, we know you sing because we, we, we got to share that wonderful song that you sang earlier on the show today with the Bablo Islanders, so thank you for that. Um, this next one is called. Well, we're gonna we're gonna give you a list of topics that we went over, and you can choose two of the topics, and then we'll cue up some music. And the goal of the game is for you to sing for thirty seconds without hesitation about these two topics. So, are you ready for the list? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the list of topics is wheat paste posters, screen printing, aeronautics, marine biology, tubas, pinball machines, and pasta shapes. Do you want hmm. me to go over that again? or? I think I got mine. Okay, which two topics do you choose for your song today? Um, I'll take wheat pasting, posters, and marine biology. All right. All right. <laughs> awesome. All right, here comes some plink plonky music. And you can just start whenever you're ready. I can't hear it that well. Can you turn it up just a bit so I can feel my flow? Can you hear it now a little better? Oh, yeah. There we go. Well, I was out wheat pasting with my friend Hans. And we were doing stuff. It was cause we had to put up posters for a movie. We drove around in his little car. (laughs) It was in France. (laughs) And then we went home. It was great. (laughs) And it was groovy. Yeah. I think it's good. Wheat facing posters in France. Driving home because it's great and it's groovy. I like this song. I think it's going to win a Grammy for sure. And I think it should be our national anthem. Thank you very much. You have won on win-win situation. You won. You won. You won. What did she win? What did she win? Oh, you won 
a special ride on the special roller coaster of special. It's called the special roller coaster ride on a crazy, crazy, crazy roller coaster. We're, all right. We're on it right now. Are you ready? We're all going to go, all three of us. We're going to go on a okay. little quick roller coaster ride in celebration of your victory. And uh, oh, there's oh, the top of the hill. Here we are. Let's go. so much fun! I, I think there's a haunted house! Oh. Ah, ah. It's all dark and there's a haunted house! Ah. Juggle, juggalos and jugglets. Yeah, 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 it definitely was. This is Detroit, after all. Is the uh, inside the haunted house? They had an ICP section. You know, Detroit has a long Ooh. history of scary clowns, like Milky the Clown. Milky the Clown oh, was a thing, and Bozo, I guess, is a, originated here. Or no, am I incorrect on this? Any Bozo? of those clowns that are what's that? Go ahead. I've got a velvet painting of Milky. You got oh man, Milky <sighs> truly is. Scary. I remember that. I think I think you had that at your show in Hamtramck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you make it? Did you paint it? Wait, talk. T- t- can did, you tell yeah. them what the show is that I'm referring to? Oh, um, I I put on a thing called the Velvet Painting Show. I'd love to do another one. It kind of I gotta wait to get my uh, self together. Yes, please, but it's, please, um, please, please. It was sort of a. Um, <clears throat> we had a couple workshops where people could come over and make velvet paintings, and then also people were encouraged to make them at home too. And then everyone brought their velvet paintings. And some people brought and uh, velvet paintings of antiquity. So wow. then we had a velvet painting show, and we did it at Trixie's bar, and there was also music, and so it was kind of and and or you at know like the a art opening. Yeah. There's a there's a new Trixie's bar. There's a no. new Trixie's. There's oh. a new Trixie's. It's a different Trixie's. Oh, is it anything like? Yeah. Va- it's on Carpenter Street. In we met. We yeah. met at Trixie's in Roseville. Yeah, we Ooh, met at Trixie's Rose Coffee Bell. Shop. Yeah, that closed in two thousand nine, and then Trixie's Bar opened after that, and then it's unrelated. But yeah. it also has a beautiful artistic scene at Trixie's Bar, so that name just brings in the people. It definitely, yeah, I want to go. That's so cool. You would love WFMU. They have a velvet painting hallway, so the the station manager at WFMU is obsessed with uh, velvet paintings. He's got like, <gasps> he's got. Uh, Trump as a clown on a velvet oh, painting. Boy. He's How got, do you get in touch with him? I'll have to talk. Uh, Ken at WFMU.org. He will, he will love to hear that you do this stuff. Oh, we didn't print out your winning, oh, your yeah, winning here, tickets. Here are some tickets for you. That's all 78,114 points printing out. It'll take a little while. That's just the first it. batch of them. You can redeem it at the counter for like a plastic uh, ring of a frog. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, so I a- saw all those prizes. They look amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited about like the, the stuffed Rasta banana guys. Yeah, yeah. The Rasta banana guy is, is pretty, pretty cool. One love. One love banana. Yeah, now with uh, with everything with everything that you've shared with us today, you're eligible for, you know, your your choice of these of pretty much just one, you know. Yeah, pretty much one. It's it's good for one. The points you know, aren't really worth it. We that have much. a budget, you know, yeah. and it's pretty low. Yeah. So just uh just just pick a thing and then, you know, bring it back if you don't like it so we can so we can still have some stuff to yeah, give away exactly. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for being on the show today. Um, is there any place that I, I I was kind of getting at this earlier um, today? Is there any like 
website or any sort of place that people can go to find your work and see the things that you do and the music that you make? Yeah, it's kind of, um, I guess the most centralized location would be um, if you look up the Dolly Wagglers, that's the name of the puppet company. And um, it's like the Dolly Wagglers dot blogspot.com. I think if you just look up Dolly, Dolly Wag- Wagglers. Is it D-O-L-L-Y? D-O-L-L-Y W-A-G-G-L-E-R-S. Uh, it's a name that we got given by a puppeteer friend who um, told us that that's what they disparagingly called Punch and Judy men who weren't very good hundreds of years ago. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you again so much. I guess uh, I guess we'll head on out of here. Let's do an official wrap up here by oh, saying yeah. thank you all for listening to Win Win Situation. Thank you all for listening to Win Win Situation. And you can hear our other show, uh, waiting, other show. For, waiting for Lunch Radio at waitingforlunch.com. And we're going to head out on our theme music here. So here we go with okay. our theme music. Oh, goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. everybody. I miss you. Aww. Bye. It's a win win situation with games and It's fun for me and you. (laughs) Oh, hello there. Remember, you can keep up with Yvonne and Joe, a.k.a. Stashu and Joe, and their various projects at waitingforlunch.com. Win-Win Situation is presented by the Planet Ant Podcast Network and is powered by Pinecast.